0: rolling
1: Liberty Radical Rest here at Woodlands Tavern in beautiful. Until enjoy the music, this is Government Mule.
2: Say what's up to Weed Maps, thanks for putting me on. Y'all go get one of them Weed Map apps. Navigate to a dispensary anywhere.
3: <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case.
4: <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
5: solution to all of life's problems. Please tell me more, because I've been depressed and losing luminescence
6: through self-depression. And I guess I only have one other question left, and what exactly is this pill?
7: Well, it's not just a pill, it's a thought that's consistent. All things seem perfect and bad not existing, because everything negative and dark lies. And all goes away if you just close
3: your eyes. But so how do you grow if everything's perfection? Just
7: throw away your mirror and you have no reflection.
3: But without hate, how can love be known?
6: What about injustice and oppression and cancer? We don't ask
7: those questions, we don't like
6: the But what about that soldier face down in the mud? With rose
7: colored glasses, you can't see the blood. Superstrat fragile and accept your pain, but no system. Old Palm
5: of College, just stop doses. Superstrat fragile and accept your pain, but no system. Old Palm of College, doses. Does life have you down? Suffer from suffering. You may be one of millions of Americans affected from reality. It might be time to ask your doctor about utopium, the all in one solution to all of life's problems. Side effects may include nightmares, delusions of grandeur, loss of time, impaired judgment, spiritual abandonment, loss of hearing, loss of feeling, blurred vision, and hair loss. Utopium may not be suitable for anyone. Ask your doctor if utopium is right for you.
4: cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia, the state of cannabis. Oh, my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of, of many of those things, and, and find ourselves in, in a, a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com.
3: Jive, jive, dive, All the dive is gone All the dive is gone I'm sorry, Kate, but you got here late All the dive is gone All the jive is gone All the jive is gone So come on in and drink some gin All the dive is gone All the dive is gone, all the dive is gone. What an awful big can't get my kick, cause all the dive is gone. (laughs) Gone. Jazz gone, jive's gone. gone, raring to go to Mexico. All the jazz is gone.
4: Educator, author, and advocate Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues, and I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade.
5: Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the
4: fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think
3: about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to
4: go. Burning issues only on cannabisradio.com. Yes, yes, yes. Are you full of pep?
6: Yes, yes, yes. Are you full of pep? Are you full of stepper? What do you know, Gabe?
1: Good day, tokers and toquettes and non-token lovers of liberty. I'm radical Russ here at the cannabisradio.com desk we are getting ready for our live coverage of Ohio's issue three legalization vote. It's marijuana election night 2015 only on cannabisradio.com. My show starts in three minutes, so stay
6: tuned. Do you lace your boots high? Are you fly or you fly? Do you dig, do you dig, do you swing on a geek? Are you have to the jive? Do you get in the groove? Yeah, yeah. Does the beat make you move? Yeah, yeah. Do you send yourself jack and then on back again, though that it's smooth? Oh, are you heft to the jive? Yeah, yeah. Are you heft to the jive? Yeah. Are you hebt Are you hebt Are you keeping it, step by, you ya to the job. You move, do you send yourself jack and then trilling it back again? Know that it's smooth. Are you hep, hep, hep to the job? How do you tick, 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 tick the job? Are you hep, are you hep, are you really in step by your head to the jive?
4: Work. CannabisRadio.com. If you, want
8: to... you take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke
0: it, and it goes down smooth Ay!
9: Spanning the continent to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke hot and I like that a lot. Yeah! The Rock Bellville Bell Show. Ay! The voice of the marijuana nation. Ay!
1: Here's your host, Radical, Russ Bellville. Good day, tokers and tokats and non-toking lovers of liberty. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. Welcome to our Marijuana Election Night 2015 live coverage from Columbus, Ohio. We are high in the middle and round on both ends. It's so great to be here. My big thanks to the folks at CannabisRadio.com for streaming us live. You can also follow me at MarijuanaPolitics.com for the live blog. I'll get into that as much as I can. Uh, Thanks also to Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute and to all the other activists who helped to get me out here. This is my fourth straight election where I have done marijuana legalization coverage from a state that was voting on marijuana legalization. In 2010, I was in Oakland, California at Oaksterdam when uh, that Prop 19 lost, but it began the national discussion because it got 47% of the vote. In 2012, I was in Seattle, Washington for I-502 and also led coverage from live remotes in Portland where Measure 80 lost and Colorado, where Amendment 64 won in 2012. In 2014, I brought you coverage from my home state of Portland, Oregon, as we legalized with Measure 91, and uh, we also got legalization in Alaska and Washington, D.C. We are here now in Columbus, Ohio, to make this the next state to legalize marijuana in the United States. Let's hear it for that. We've got the seventh largest state in the United States, 11.59 million people, and of course, an electoral prize for the 2016 presidential election, so the The idea that the presidential candidates, especially the Republicans, will have to come through and campaign in a state where marijuana is legal really tips the balance in our favor as we move forward to 2016 and legalization on the ballot already in the state of Nevada, as well as likely to be on the ballot in California, Arizona, Massachusetts, Maine, and Michigan. That's right, folks. By 2017, we could have 11 legal marijuana states in the United States, and that means the federal prohibition has got to end sooner rather than later. We're going to have all sorts of guests joining us here up at the CannabisRadio.com Russ Belville show desk. We'll speak with Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute at the bottom of this hour. Coming up next, we've got the Cannabis Radio headline news. Ohio is not the only place where news is happening in marijuana law reform, so we'll bring you some of that information, including a terrible story coming out of Cleveland today that we'll have to break to you. We've also got hope for medical marijuana. Marijuana in North Dakota. We have got Montana uh, fighting for its medical marijuana rights, and the California initiatives are all looking to legalize marijuana in 2016 as well. So we'll give you a rundown of those in our headlines. Also on the show today, we'll have time for us to do a little bit of behind the headlines, where we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about what's been going on here in the state of Ohio and the lead up here to marijuana legalization. We've also got our radical. Rant segment where I will just go off on what's been happening here in Ohio. We've also got some information coming to us uh, by way of a story about marijuana and driving, uh, the fear of the stoned drivers, and uh, we will debunk that as best we can in the short time that we have. Stay tuned also because our live coverage takes you into 7 o'clock Eastern time. The polls close at 7 o'clock here in the state of Ohio, so we will uh, be here as the results come in. We've got two different initiatives that we have to cover here. If you've not been following what's happening in Ohio, it's quite confusing, and it's quite confusing on purpose. There is issue three, which is the initiative to legalize marijuana, and then there's also issue two, which specifically invalidates issue three. So we have a situation where people might vote yes on legalization and might also vote yes to... Uh, end legalization. (laughs) So it's a very strange election. There's been all sorts of dirty tricks going on to try to make this as confusing and difficult for the voters as possible. We'll get down to the bottom of that here on the show. Also, there's a couple of elections going up in Michigan, uh, just to the northwest of us. Some local initiatives for marijuana decriminalization. We'll try to get the results of those for you as well. And uh, as we continue into hour two, we'll have various guests here and the uh, poll results as They come in. I'm Radical Russ Belville, coming to you from the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Made my way out here from Portland, Oregon, where marijuana is legal. And I got to tell you, folks, there's nothing quite like making marijuana legal. It's nothing like driving down the street, seeing those cop headlights in the back of your mirror, and realizing. There's nothing he can do about it. That's why we're here. We're here to end adult marijuana prohibition. We're here to end the harassment of law-abiding cannabis consumers. We're here to bring life-saving medicine to the various patients that can use it. Our veterans returning from our wars who need it for their post-traumatic stress. The children who need it for their epileptic seizures. The cancer patients who need it to be able to have an appetite to heal and to beat back their cancers. We will look back in 10 to 20 years at this marijuana Prohibition as being one of the great crimes against humanity, and we begin to end those crimes tonight here in Columbus, Ohio, with Marijuana Election Night 2015 coverage on CannabisRadio.com. I'm Radical Russ. Stay tuned. The news is right after this.
9: Russ Belville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation.
1: Good day, tokers and tokettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. This is Radical Russ Belleville, and I'm here to tell you that I'm moving to CannabisRadio.com. It's been an amazing three years on 420 Radio, and I want to thank you for all your support. My show on 420 Radio will continue for now, but eventually you'll only be able to hear me live and get my podcasts through CannabisRadio.com. Make sure you follow at Cannaradio and at Radical Russ on Twitter for all the latest updates. I'll talk to you soon on CannabisRadio.com, and until next time, take care of each other, tokers.
2: Yo, this is I'm out here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, letting y'all know that uh, coming up November 3rd, we got a chance to legalize pot in Ohio. Huge step for the country, for the state. So I need everybody to get off your ass and go vote. Yes, on issue three, November 3rd. Don't be lazy. Let's make our country better. Let's make our people better. We'll start healing each other.
6: Make the world a better place. Issue three.
1: imagine life without taxes. Let New Era Certified Public Accountants, NewEraCPAs.com, handle your cannabis business 280E and tax strategy. Get your business prepared with New Era CPAs Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. NewEraCPAs.com, with years of experience in the industry, we are one of the nation's leading accounting firms for growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies from Washington to California. NewEraCPAs.com. And now it's time for your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015. I'm Russ Bellville. Voters in Ohio today decide the fate of Issue 3, a constitutional amendment to legalize marijuana in the Buckeye State. Passage of the amendment would legalize the personal public possession of an ounce of marijuana or concentrates, licensed home cultivation of four plants and possession of one-half pound of homegrown marijuana, and the establishment of a legal marijuana market. Commercial cultivation will be restricted to 10 constitutionally designated plots of land, totaling over 13 million square feet. Those grows will supply independent retail shops, of which there may be no more than one per 10,000 residents, or up to 1,159 retail shops. Medical marijuana will also be legalized, and non-profit dispensaries will be funded by tax proceeds on the retail marijuana shops. Confounding the vote today is the inclusion of the legislatively referred Amendment Issue 2, which specifically invalidates Issue 3, requiring Ohio voters who want this legalization passed to vote no on 2 and yes on 3. A Cleveland couple is fighting to regain custody of their newborn daughter following a magistrate's order to have her taken from her parents because the mother was found to have drunk marijuana-based tea to ease her labor pains. Despite County Family Services officials recommending that the child remain at home with her parents, Magistrate Eleanor Hillow had baby Nova removed from Holly Sanford and her husband and placed in the home of one of their relatives. Sanford used the tea to treat her symptoms because she understood that doing so would be safer than using prescription pain medication. She said she began researching for natural remedies to alleviate debilitating morning sickness and sciatic nerve pain while pregnant. She decided to drink tea rather than smoke so that NOVA wouldn't be exposed to carbon monoxide. A ballot initiative spearheaded by tech billionaire Sean Parker that seeks to legalize recreational marijuana use in California was submitted to state officials on Monday. The measure would allow adults 21 and over to buy and possess up to an ounce of marijuana at a time, as well as marijuana-infused products at licensed retail outlets. They also would be allowed to grow up to six pot plants simultaneously for personal recreational use. Pot cultivation would be taxed as well at a rate of $9.25 for every ounce of dried buds and $2.75 an ounce for leaves. The California ballot measure also contains language stating that using or carrying open containers of pot or pot-infused products would not be legal while driving or riding as a passenger in a car, boat, or airplane. Employers would still be allowed to require workers to be marijuana-free and to prohibit on the job use or possession of marijuana. North Dakota's Secretary of State on Monday accepted a petition to put an initiated measure on next year's ballot to legalize marijuana for medical purposes. Al Jager accepted the petition today after rejecting it last week because it lacked required information. With voters' approval, the initiative would make it legal for North Dakota residents to possess up to three ounces of marijuana for medical purposes. It says those who qualify could obtain the drug from a state-licensed dispensary or grow a limited supply for personal use. Heading up the campaign is Riley Ray Morgan of Fargo. He says he has never used pot to relieve pain, but wants the option to do so. 13,500 signatures are needed to get the question on the ballot. State attorneys are asking the Montana Supreme Court to allow them to enforce medical marijuana restrictions that have been blocked for four years by a Helena judge. Oral arguments are scheduled for Wednesday. The restrictions aim to ban medical marijuana sales and advertising, plus automatically review any doctor who recommends the drug for more than 25 patients in a year. District Judge James Reynolds blocked the restrictions from taking effect in 2011. He blocked them again in 2012 after the Supreme Court said he had used the wrong standard to review the case. Medical marijuana advocates say banning providers from receiving compensation will cut off access for patients with debilitating illnesses. Department of Justice attorneys say the drug's commercial sale leads to abuses, and state lawmakers were within their rights to disallow it. The big marijuana legalization vote in Ohio today has been national news, but two local legalization races in Michigan may have slipped under the radar. Kego Harbor in conservative Oakland County and Portage, a suburb of blue-collar Kalamazoo, are both voting on local legal proposals that would remove criminal penalties for the possession, use, transfer, and transportation of small amounts of marijuana. The local legal proposals were placed on the two ballots through the petitioning process. Activist leaders in both cities submitted their completed petition in 2014, but for administrative reasons in each city, the proposals were not included in the balloting that year. This has been your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015. I'm Russ Belville.
9: Bellville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation.
1: Get.buzz.buzz is the internet platform that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. Buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. Buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. .buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names, such as .com, .net, and .org. Get your name now at get.buzz.
7: Let's talk about the plan to legalize marijuana. The politicians are playing games by calling it a monopoly. They'll do anything to trick voters. It's not a monopoly. It's a plan that initially limits the number of growers for strict regulation before adding more. It provides medical marijuana for those in need. It creates jobs and generates tax revenue. If you think it's time to legalize marijuana, this is our chance. Vote no on two and yes on three.
1: The Russ Belville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association.
5: Ways that I call total war against public enemy
3: number one. I support a change in law to end federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. That
4: marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to
3: call it, is probably the most dangerous drug. Some think there won't be room for the in jail. I experimented with marijuana at the time, of time and I didn't like it. I didn't it. One major responsibility is to encourage people to. Use less drugs.
5: Entirely legitimate topic uh, for debate. Radical rant.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Radical West Belleville here, live in Columbus, Ohio, at the Woodlands Tavern for our CannabisRadio.com coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. And of course, tonight we will be getting the results on Ohio Issue Two and Ohio Issue Three. Now, Issue Three is pretty easy. It legalizes the personal possession and home cultivation of cannabis. It legalizes medical marijuana and it establishes a legal marijuana market in the state of Ohio. The controversy over Issue 3 is that the legal marijuana market will consist of 1,159 independent marijuana stores, but they'll be purchasing wholesale from cannabis grown on just 10 investor-owned plots of land where marijuana may be legally cultivated for sale. This had the politicians in Ohio screaming, Monopoly! Which is a misnomer because... Last I checked, mono means one, and there are ten separate competing entities that own the plots of land, plus the thousands of pot shops and hundreds of processors and dozens of testing facilities that will also be independent. So, as it became apparent that Issue 3 would collect all the signatures it needed to make the ballot, the legislature sprang into action. Now, you got to understand, this Ohio legislature had been besieged by desperate parents of epileptic kids to make available a non-psychoactive form of marijuana that even Utah approves of. And they wouldn't budge for years and years, looking at these seizing epileptic kids, wouldn't lift a finger to help them. But as soon as legalization got on the ballot, within a few hours, they were able to put together issue two, which they had to put together on a Friday at like 8.30 at night, when everybody was just about to leave for their vacation, and even then had to pull some shenanigans to get a couple of guys considered absent before they could get this thing passed in the Senate. So they finally put it together, in a rush, this competing ballot initiative called Issue 2. Now, regardless of what you think about Issue 3, the marijuana legalization model, and and indeed, some of my best friends and and activists I know are vocally opposed to it, you just cannot, as a citizen wishing to end prohibition, vote yes on Issue 2. Issue two is a direct assault on the democratic power of the people to initiate laws. It's important to understand how precious that is. Fewer than half of the United States have the power to put citizens' initiatives on the ballot. Texas wishes it could do an initiative. Georgia wishes it could do an initiative. Passing Issue 2 would create extra hurdles for citizen initiatives, and it would give decisive control over these initiatives to a five-member partisan government ballot board. And not only is Issue 2 an attempt by the Ohio legislature to subvert democracy, it's an underhanded and sneaky attempt to purposefully confuse voters who support marijuana legalization. Here's how they wrote it up to confuse people. In the first two points, it says... Prohibit any petitioner from using the Ohio Constitution to grant a monopoly, oligopoly, or cartel for their exclusive financial benefit or to establish a preferential tax status. Got to hang up on Skype there. <laughs> uh, it would also prohibit any petitioner from using the Ohio Constitution to grant a commercial interest right or license that is not available to similarly situated persons or non-public entities. So, to the casual consumer... This might sound like a good thing. This might sound like, oh yeah, monopolies and cartels. Yeah, That that sounds bad. I wouldn't want to have that. The, the problem, though, is that this is going to be interpreted in a much more broad fashion. See, buried in the fourth point of issue two, it says, Prohibit from taking effect any proposed constitutional amendment appearing on the November 3rd, 2015 general election ballot, that creates a monopoly, oligopoly, or cartel for the sale, distribution, or other use of any federal Schedule I controlled substance. So notice that they don't say it invalidates issue three, although that's what it does. Notice they don't say marijuana, they say federal Schedule One controlled substance. So people that aren't paying attention wouldn't recognize that marijuana is that, it's a federal Schedule One controlled substance. So there's a lot of people that would be confused about this, thinking, oh, I'm doing a good thing by prohibiting a monopoly, not realizing they're prohibiting the marijuana legalization they might vote for on the very next issue. And this was the goal of the legislature. Uh, WTDTN TV in Ohio, uh, published an article where they interviewed nine people about how they'd vote if the election was held today. Eight of them didn't make the ballot selections they really meant to make. So they found a way to confuse eight out of nine voters that want to legalize marijuana into voting against what they really wanted to do. WDTN went so far as to create an interactive guide with a click, you know, I want marijuana legalized, and you could click that, and uh, it would tell you to vote no on two and yes on three. So uh, they had to give them a guide, really, to figure out exactly how they were going to vote. So, Ohio, it's important. Your initiative process is precious. Note how in the first point of issue two, it says stuff about exclusive financial benefit and preferential tax status. So, this five-member board would get to decide what those terms actually mean because they're not really defined in law anywhere. So, suppose issue three fails and next year you want to put together a medical marijuana initiative where patients have a place to shop for medicine tax-free. So does the ballot board decide that dispensaries are getting a exclusive financial benefit? Are the patients getting a preferential tax status? Because if the ballot board decides that way, then your medical marijuana initiative becomes two questions on the ballot, and both of them have to get a majority in order to pass. In other words, voting yes on issue two might mean your next marijuana election in Ohio, whenever that happens to be, could require two majority votes to win instead of just one. And if that wasn't sneaky enough, when they put together this uh, summary for uh, the initiative here, the state fought hard to make sure that it would be called a monopoly. Now, issue three, responsible Ohio, they argued, look, 10 competing interests aren't a monopoly. Mono means one, not 10. 10 is DECA. You want to call it a decopoly, maybe you're on the right track, but it can't possibly be a monopoly when there's ten. But the Supreme Court sided with the state. So part of the reasoning why they wanted to make sure it was called monopoly is because the more accurate term is oligopoly, and oligopoly means a market controlled by a few wealthy players. Still not entirely accurate because there would be a whole bunch of independent pot shops, but nevertheless oligopoly would at least be closer to accurate. But the state recognized that who the hell knows what the word oligopoly means, right? You see that on a ballot, you're going to go, ola, olige, olge, what the hell, I don't know, right? So the state used the word monopoly specifically because they thought, and this was in Houston's uh, remarks, specifically because the people would be confused by the word oligopoly and they'd understand the word monopoly. But apparently, the people aren't so confused by the term oligopoly for them to put it in issue two. In Issue 2, they say Monopoly, Cartel, or oligopoly, And probably because if they'd only left Monopoly in there, it would have been subject to a lawsuit to say, hey, look, mono can't mean 10. So it was fine for Issue 2, but not good enough for the summary in Issue 3. So however you choose to vote on legalization for Issue 3, it would be self-defeating to vote yes on Issue 2. It's too important. Your democracy is too precious to allow the state to try to Weaken what uh, you're trying to do here. And it could have a devastating effect on your next opportunity should you need another opportunity to legalize marijuana. To me, this issue is quite simple. I'm a cannabis consumer. I've been consuming cannabis since July 4th, 1990. For 25 years, I've been smoking pot. For 15 of those years, I was smoking pot in Idaho. Idaho's not a very friendly... to be a pot smoker, it is against the law in Idaho to merely be high in public. You don't even have to be possessing any marijuana to get busted for marijuana in Idaho. So to me, when legalization comes along, you take that opportunity. You do not pass up the opportunity to take from the cops their ability to mess with you. Now, Kevin Drum is a reporter uh, who wrote an article this week for Mother Jones entitled Marijuana for Millionaires. He was really upset that Issue 3 uh, has this grow uh, setup like it does. And he writes, quote, Issue 3 turns out to be surprisingly fascinating or venal and repellent depending on your tolerance for sleaze. I don't care what they're legalizing. This stinks. It's crony capitalism without even a veneer of decency. And if it applied to anything else, nobody would have the gall to ever let it see the light of day. If this is the price of pot legalization, count me out. And I love it when I read stuff like that, because this is a guy who has no skin in the game. Kevin Drum wrote in 2009, quote, "I've never smoked a joint in my life. I've only seen one once, and that was 30 years ago." Now, marijuana has been legalized since then, maybe he's tried it since 2009, but I doubt it because he also said, quote, "I barely drink, I don't smoke, I don't like coffee." When it comes to mood-altering substances, I live the life of a monk. I never really cared much if marijuana was legal or not. End quote. Well, the problem, Kevin Drum, is that me and hundreds of thousands of cannabis consumers in Ohio do have skin in the game. We're subject to this thing called prohibition that allows police to interfere with our liberty over the smell or alleged smell of an aromatic herb on our person. To be detained for even the pretext that we might be involved with the criminal distribution of the skunky weed. The best case scenario is that we get the confiscation of our marijuana and a minor misdemeanor that equals a $150 fine. Now I can probably handle that fine, but maybe a poor guy can't handle it. And that begins the cycle of unpaid fines and bench warrants and arrests and unemployment and crime. But if people out there are telling you to vote against this because Ohio has decriminalization, don't confuse what Ohio has with actual decriminalization. Yes, there's no arrest for up to 100 grams of possession. But it's still a minor misdemeanor that ends up on your background check. These minor misdemeanors can also mean the suspension of your driver's license for six months to five years. For the rest of your life, drug suspension remains on your driving record unless you pay lawyers to help you get your record sealed. And that's the best-case scenario. Our interface with law enforcement can also lead to searches of our person and our vehicle and our home. Upon the discovery of any sort of marijuana concentrate, tickets aren't an option anymore. 100 grams of flour might be decrim. But over 5 grams of solid concentrate or 1 gram of liquid extract is a misdemeanor and twice those amounts are a felony. That's arrest and prison time for a month to a year and the drug criminal record to affect our job, education, and housing prospects for life. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. We're live here at the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio for Marijuana Election Night 2015. Coming up next, we'll be speaking with Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute.
9: You're tuned into the Russ Belville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation.
4: the day Addison was born. She was just perfect. But then the seizures started up to a thousand a day from severe epilepsy. Nothing we tried or the doctors tried worked. So we moved our family from Ohio to Colorado to try medical marijuana. Now Addison only has a few seizures a day and she's a kid again. We want to move back to Ohio, but we can't because her medicine is illegal there. It's time for marijuana reform.
9: Activism begins with act. The Russ Belleville Show features the stories of hard-working grassroots activists working for an end to prohibition in today's activist agenda. Welcome back, everybody,
1: live from Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ here with CannabisRadio.com and our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. Joining us here at the desk, we've got Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute. Hi, Garrett.
10: Hey, Russ. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Did you think we'd be uh, voting on legalizing Ohio in 2015?
10: wouldn't have dreamed of it 2 years ago but this year it's been a lot of hard work and we're doing it.
1: Well tell folks your background and how you got involved with this uh, issue 3.
10: Um well we were um my organization was a supporter of uh ORG back in 2014 when they made their run. Ohio Rights Group. Ohio Rights Group and uh and unfortunately that didn't that didn't pan out and when we heard about this amendment we started looking into the ways we could participate. Yeah. So so early on we went through the documents uh, through the amendment, and we discovered that the 10 sites that had already been allocated had the capability, hmm. had the capability that we could uh, actually go in contract with the landowners and, and have land allocated to us. And wow. that's exactly what we did. We signed 15 acres, and our home is out in uh, Licking County in Pataskala. And that's where we're gonna be putting ICI.
1: That was you know, that was a major development too, because up to that point, and I've been covering this from Oregon, one of the, the slams on issue three was, well, there'll only be ten growers. And I thought, I looked at these these lands and there's like thirteen million square feet. And I'm like, ten yeah. growers can't cover thirteen <laughs> million square feet. There's just not feasible.
10: No, I'll tell you, Russ, you, you got it. You got it from the very start when we first talked, you, you understood how big a deal it was that these landowners can, can literally subdivide, sublease, and put this out to more growers. And, and I think you're going to see that throughout the state. I mean, you know as well as I do, inclusion breeds innovation. And, and that's what we're looking to do here in Ohio. We're looking to, to, to include people and bring in the most innovative growers and really set the stage for the whole country.
1: So you're working on now the uh, International Cannabinoid Institute, and I was really excited when you uh, got Sue Sisley, the yep. doctor uh, who's studying uh, PTSD for our veterans, uh, or I mean uh, medical marijuana for the veterans with PTSD. Yes. She signed on with you. Tell us about she,
10: that. She did. Uh, Sue Sisley um, is, I have the most... Utmost respect for this lady. Um, she's been working, uh, trying to get this study going since uh, almost six years now. You would think it would be fast tracked This is for the vets. This, yeah. is, this is something that support the troops, right? Makes total sense, and that's just the state of our government right now. And that's how difficult it is for these studies to uh, to be approved. So she's been in the trenches fighting. Um, I had seen her on. On um, Sanjay Gupta's special,
1: yeah, the weed the documentary,
10: weed, weed, the weed, weed, I think it was Weed Three, she, uh, Weed Two, she was in, um, and then through a friend of a friend, made contact, and all of a sudden, um, we're talking about common goals. We're talking about about research and and what, even though this Ohio amendment, um, you know, it, it's very controversial, but from a researcher standpoint, um, it's it's awesome. It's awesome because we're able to have an extra layer of protection because we do have constitutional protection um, really fr- from having a license that is can be amended or revoked or changed um, and that allows for our researchers to have a comfort level that you can't find anywhere else in the United States right now
1: I'm Radical Russ Belville here with CannabisRadio.com it's Marijuana Election Night 2015 here in Columbus, Ohio Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute is sitting here with me and uh, Garrett, it's been a, it's been a difficult slog trying to, first of all, get legalization on the ballot, and second of all, deal with the dirty tricks from the Ohio legislature. Let's talk first about the signature gathering phase, because I remember reporting on this, and I've reported on lots of initiatives, and I always chide activists when they want to go the the uh, uh, amateur route. Oh, we'll get volunteers and we'll get a million signatures. No, no, you're not going to get a million signatures with your volunteers. you got to pay for that stuff. So, when Responsible Ohio was paying signature gatherers, I'm like, alright, here we go. We're going to go get some signatures. Yep. And when the first Brown came in. It was like what, sub forty yeah. percent validity. Which in in signature gathering, if you're not two thirds, you're not doing it right. right. So what was up with that?
10: I'll tell you what. Um, there, there. I think um, I think in Ohio we've seen dirty politics at its highest throughout this entire process. Yeah. Um, and that goes to your point that 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 I love the activists um, and the efforts that they put in, but the reality is that the the legislature and the legislative body, they do not want this to happen. And yeah. they're taking taking any stops and any pains they can to try to prevent that to the extent of making it as hard as we can to gather signatures to, um, I mean, come on, issue two, really? I mean, that's, that's just that boggles the mind that they could put that together in 9 or 10 days when they've taken 18 years and couldn't get and didn't couldn't get it together enough to even even consider a medical marijuana bill right. but in 9 days they put, can put together legislation to stop a medical marijuana bill yeah
1: remarkable and uh, so the 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 signature validity was low they were playing some tricks with provisional ballots or something about your, you know your registration there's
10: been there's been rumor after rumor um, but all I can say is the low validity rate was unheard of for the professional nature in which they were gathered. Yeah. Um, the Strategy Network, which is the, the, the um, political organization behind Responsible Ohio, this is what they do. This is what they do, and, and they should have a much higher validity rate. And it's a, it's a lower validity rate than they've ever had in any campaign so here. Sure. So I think there were some dirty tricks going on. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I think that uh, John Houston is going to have to answer some of these questions.
1: I hope so. So uh, we're talking about how many signatures finally got gathered in the in the end.
10: Um, what I heard and what was reported was there were six hundred and ninety five thousand that were actually actually submitted um, that were counted, and I and I believe there were we, we had an extra. I don't know thirty or forty thousand that yeah. they did for just for just extra.
1: So three quarters of a million signatures yep. at least. Wow. Yep. Uh, the other thing about this this issue too to me is it seems so paternalistic, right? It's like. The people, you know, you had to get uh, three quarters of a million signatures to get issue three on the ballot, in the Just first to get place. it on the ballot. Yep. And then it goes before the voters. If the voters don't want a particular plan, yeah. they'll reject it. Yeah. But to take away their power to be able to even consider such a thing is like, no, no, you it's, don't it's know a, what you're doing. It's insulting. Yes, it's very totally insulting.
10: insulting to the Ohio voters. And, and hopefully, in this last week, People finally understood exactly what a slap in the face this piece of legislation was. And that's exactly what you hit the nail right on the head. It's like the, the legislatures are saying, saying, you can't figure this out for yourself, so we're going to give you a little, a little nudge in that direction. Right. And, and, and uh, I mean, anybody that voted today when they saw the ballot language, was that not the most ridiculous, confusing BS you've ever seen? It's criminal, and, and I'm telling you, there's going to be some some, uh, some reconciliation. I, I think somebody's going to have to answer to the, for this when it's all said and done. And I think what's end up going to happen is uh, come time election next next election cycle everyone in the like Ghanas to this point is not going to forget, and the people that were responsible are going to pay at the polls. Yeah, yeah. and there will be
1: some uh, mar- legal marijuana money being generated to, uh, uh, to contribute to PACs and to, the, to put into running our own candidates. This is something that we found in the western states once legalization has happened, you now have lobbying muscle. You can now yep. lobby. You can now hire consultants, and you can you can run your own candidates yep. uh, for office that are friendly to this business. Let, and,
10: let's not kid ourselves. That, that was a consideration that they had uh, when they – the, and I'm talking about the legislative body right now. That was definitely a consideration when they were fighting against this so hard. They are concerned about like-minded individuals such as ourselves – having having been put in a position where we can actually go out and, and support candidates that are like-minded. Yeah, how, how dare you change the laws on your own. Right. <laughs>
1: I'm Radical Russ here with uh, CannabisRadio.com. Garrett Greenlee from International Cannabinoid Institute is here. Uh, you know, one of the knocks uh, that you get from people is, oh, a bunch of these rich people that don't smoke weed, don't do nothing for weed, they're coming in here and they're going to make money on weed.
10: Oh, those rich people. <laughs> Um, you're a toker, right? I mean <laughs> you know, I've, I've I've been I've been known to uh, to uh, do my own independent research. <laughs> there we um, go. I mean strictly strictly on observational status. I'm not doing right. double blind studies over here. <laughs> um, there we go. But but that, that's what it really comes down to is, is there is such a negative perception against rich people. And trust me, I, I get all of the arguments that everybody's making, but the reality is without these rich people that took this risk, and I mean, let's face it, this is a $2.5 two million dollar risk that these guys took. Without that, none of us would be sitting here now. None of us would be having this conversation. Ohio has already been thrown under the bus by all the national organizations because they state the truth. And the truth is, it's too expensive to get Ohio legalization passed because of the conservative nature of not just the legislative body, but the entire state. So to do that, you need money. So thank you, Responsible Ohio. Thank you, investors, for for giving us this opportunity. And now, I mean, it's going to be up to us to run with this and make sure it's implemented in the proper fashion. I think we can do it. I really do. And you know what? If if it's not going right, we'll change it. It's it's an amendment, guys. Come on. That's
1: my favorite line is, this will be etched in stone. You know you're talking about an amendment, right? Right. (laughs) <laughs> the very definition of amendment means to change something. Exactly, right? to amend. Let's, amend. <laughs> Let's, amend, the Let's amend the amendment. And I also think that you know, looking long term, legalization is going to come to more states. Feds are going to drop their uh, their opposition to it. Market forces will force Ohio to adapt to whatever comes nationwide. You'll be c- competing with you know all these great growers out west once interstate uh, sales are available. This will, this will adapt. There, I mean, I've got something I don't like about every legalization state. Sure. I can name something that is wrong and needs to be changed. So we work to change it. Right. But it's easier to, as a citizen and business owner with some clout and some money working in a legal system to expand your rights, yeah, exactly. than it is as a criminal to first gain your rights. And that's, that's why it's so important to me to do this. I,
10: I could not agree with you more, and I wish more people would, would really understand that. That these investors, these guys that put up this money, um, they did us such a huge blessing, a huge favor, because they're doing all the heavy lifting with their money. Yeah. And that's the biggest, biggest step that, that we needed them to do, that, that we couldn't get done by ourselves. We weren't going to raise $20 million in a volunteer grassroots effort. That wasn't going to happen. And I think it's proven that you need that much money to pass this on Ohio. That's what, that's what the, the bottom line is. It's yeah. that expensive to do it, and they put the money up. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. If any of you are listening, thank, thank you. you very much.
1: And I know uh, from my perspective, I've been dealing with a monopoly all my life called The Guy to buy marijuana, you got to know the, the guy. guy. <laughs> How many the guys do you know? If you're lucky, two or three, maybe. Yeah. Right? But like, usually, you're trying to call that. the guy. Where's right. the guy? And you yeah. got to meet the guy in a parking lot. Right. And he's late. And his bag is short. And he's been using pesticides. Yeah. And he's been charging you 300 bucks an ounce for something that cost him 25 to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I doubt very highly he's been kicking down anything to try to get marijuana legalized. <laughs> so thank you, Responsible Ohio, for kicking down. We really appreciate that. Yeah, we got to take a break. We're live from Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio. It's a quarter till seven. The polls will be closing here in 15 minutes. We'll get our first results at the top of the hour. Garrett Greenley from International Cannabinoid Institute. Thanks for stopping by with us. Thanks, All right, it. we'll take a break and we'll be right back live from Ohio. This is CannabisRadio.com.
9: You're tuned into the Russ Bellville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. The fingerboard extension
1: has fretted instruments to enhance your creativity. It has new and used guitars and banjos from beginning... Sorry to interrupt, ladies and gentlemen, some breaking news. A judge in Hamilton County has ordered the polls to remain open until 9 p.m. due to voting problems. This being reported uh, from WLWT... Responsible Ohio filed an injunction to extend voting hours in Hamilton County. Ian James from Responsible Ohio said the group filed an injunction because of voting irregularities. On Tuesday, some voters reported problems with the new e-poll voter signature books at several precincts. Officials said that, as always, when voters check in, the poll workers check their names against the voter registration information. The e-poll books were supposed to make that process easier, and officials said they do when they work. Problems were reported to WLWT News 5 by voters at more than a half dozen locations by 7.30 a.m. According to the injunction filed, voters were turned away without being allowed to cast a vote in violation of their rights under the Ohio Constitution. The injunction said polling officials were unaware that they had backup paper poll books to use, or in some instances, no such backup was available, resulting in voters not being allowed to vote. Some voters said that the workers stopped allowing voting to take place, while others said workers stacked the completed voting sheets to wait for further word on what to do. Polls were scheduled to close at 7.30 p.m. Tuesday. According to responsible Ohio spokesperson Faith Altman, the polls will be open until 9 p.m. to ensure no qualified voter will be prevented from voting. We'll have more information for you. As it becomes available. To high class, the Fingerboard Extension has National Resophonic, Husson Dalton, Lara V, Heritage and Recording King guitars, and Mike Ramsey, Wildwood, Gold Tone and Recording King banjos. The Fingerboard Extension also has drum stuff, used gear, and parts. Stop by the Fingerboard Extension, downtown Corvallis, Oregon, at 120 Northwest 2nd, or check out the inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com and reverb.com. As a
3: police officer, I walk the beat served on the Vice Squad and SWAT team, and became an expert
10: on drug addiction. I saw firsthand the effects of Ohio's destructive marijuana laws. Simply put, they don't work. Ohio spends over $100 million each year on this failed effort. It's time for marijuana reform, so law enforcement can spend their time cracking down on real criminals and making Ohio a safer place for our families. Vote yes on three.
1: This is Radical Russ, encouraging you to take a look at the Weed Blog every day. Johnny Green and the staff at the Weed Blog are on top of all the latest developments in the fight to end marijuana prohibition nationwide. You can even get the Weed Blog on your smartphone by installing the Weed Blog app for iPhone and Android. If it's about weed, it's on the Weed Blog, including my original writing. So don't delay, read the Weed Blog today. The Cannabis Community is a diverse set of people from all walks of life, conservative and liberal, black and white, straight and gay, rich and poor, and everyone in between. Learn more about the people we are freeing from adult marijuana prohibition in our Cannabis Community Chat. Welcome back live from Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we just broke the news that in Hamilton County, Ohio, the birthplace of Responsible Ohio, there's been voting irregularities, and uh, they're going to keep the polls open until 9 p.m. So we might be here a little later uh, giving you all the latest results as the uh, polls close. Uh, Some of these polls, they said they're open until 7.30, so we might uh, be a little bit delayed as far as that goes as well. Garrett Greenlee is here at the desk with me, and uh, we've got a bunch of the volunteers and activists that have worked so hard Give yourselves a hand for working to legalize in Ohio, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. i got to tell you, uh, I've been doing this uh, since uh, 2005. And you could, if you could get in a time machine and bet me that Ohio would legalize marijuana before California, you could have won damn near anything I have. Because <laughs> this is... Remarkable to think that California uh, is a year behind you guys. And Garrett, we were going to talk a little bit about that. This idea that you know uh, the national implications of what we're doing here in Ohio.
10: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, that close to your mouth there. When when Ohio passes, and we find out later tonight that it's legal in Ohio, the national implication is going to be tremendous. When people realize that a state as conservative. And as controlled by a conservative legislature, can pass every at the whole. I'm telling you, this that people will look back at this moment this night and they will say that's the turning point. And, And it's no, no universal coincidence that Ohio will be the literally the 25th state. To legalize marijuana in some way, shape, or form, Medical, the, yeah. the tipping point, right. literally the tipping point. Half the states. People are going to look back on tonight and go, "That's when it happened. That's when. That's when the national dialogue changed. That's when. That's when everything turned." Is the day that Ohio passed?
1: Yeah, I, you know, and it's it's much more significant, I think, than even California passing because you expect California to legalize weed. I mean, that's kind of their thing, right? You'd expect right. that on not, the West Coast. It's not going
10: to make any headlines. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, they, they're figuring it out.
1: But Ohio, that's that's just remarkable to me.
10: Well, the nation's going to be shocked tomorrow morning when the headlines on every major news organization is marijuana is legal in Ohio. It's going to reverberate across the entire country. Possibly... Across the entire world, yeah. I mean, we, we see what's going on now in other states, other other countries. I mean, let, let's face it: one of the major reasons that they had cannabis as an illegal substance was because of the United states. They were just kowtowing to the the Ohio state policy, the, the state of state United States policy. Right. That's it. Right. right. And, and now all these other sta- all these other countries are going. We didn't really think it was that bad. Let's uh, Peru. Let's legalize it. Yes, you know? yes. Costa Rica. Let's legalize it.
1: Yes. Uh, in fact, the United Nations is having a special assembly. Uh, around the 420 weekend next year, in 2016, in New York City, the United Nations Special Assembly is meeting to discuss all of the international drug treaties, because yeah. a lot of these countries are going, hey, Colorado, right. Washington, wait a minute, you can't break this treaty and then expect us to hold exactly. it. Exactly, come on. Now, the United States has been mealy-mouthed about this, saying, well, well, we haven't legalized it federally.
10: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come that, on now. That, that, that rhetoric is getting old, it's getting tired. And people are—the whole country is ready for a change. Did you see the latest Quinnipiac poll about medical marijuana? Yeah. Yeah. Ninety yeah. percent in Ohio—the highest poll ever in any state ever in Ohio of yeah. all places. Ninety percent approval for medical marijuana.
1: I could run a poll asking if grass is green, and I wouldn't get ninety no. percent
10: <laughs> on that. That's—you right.
1: uh, don't get ninety percent in public policy polling.
10: Does that happened.
1: And and to me, another consideration that we have here is some people have this thought that well legalization's happening it's coming eventually we should wait around until something better comes along and I don't see that's going to happen because what I see happening is all the opponents of legalization going well shit we're going to lose it's going to be legal so let's legalize it as little as we can let's try to undercut some of their talking points like let's legalize possession of an ounce and growing four plants but no buying and selling or let's legalize CBD
10: oil so they get those epileptic kids off the state house floor. Yeah. Listen, Rush, you have you have been the consistent voice in this entire narrative, and that is that they they started this war on drugs. It was them, it wasn't us? Yeah. It was them, and that's exactly what it is. It's a war, and and they people go to jail. They risk their lives. They 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 have their lives ruined because of what they believe in, and and, and how how much. How much just clarity they have about the fact that this is not an evil drug and, and they're willing to put their lives at risk for it. And it, this is a war. And if we can take a, a step forward um, in, in and move this war in any way, shape, or form, if you do not grasp that and charge it with every single fiber of your being, then, then you're not, you, you don't believe it should be legal. You yeah. just don't. You're not, you're not an advocate.
1: Yeah, from my perspective, Richard Nixon declared war on me in 1971, and I was was only three. (laughs) But still, I grew up to become a pot smoker, a.k.a. a drug user, a.k.a. public enemy number one. That's what he called me, and people like me, people like you that consume cannabis. Public enemy number one. And I've been arrested and incarcerated for marijuana. It was not a long time. It was six hours in a jail. But it's six still, hours, I'd have rather been doing something else. That's for still. sure. How
10: many times have you felt threatened because oh, of your choices? Numerous, How many
1: times? numerous times, more than I could count. That ice water feeling you get when you see cop, yeah. you know, the cop rack in the back window. He's not even turned on the lights yet. You see the cop rack yeah. going,
10: oh shit. Yeah. And it's a station wagon. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a station <laughs> rack. Yeah, with the, the rack on it. Uh, uh, but I just yesterday finished paying off twelve hundred dollars worth of fines related to my possession charge in Utah. Wow, twelve hundred dollars, and what I what they allege I possessed was that much little bit of residue on the inside of a vapor pen, little nice. tiny, like not even enough to like nice. get a newbie high.
10: Wow, so so how much was that per gram then? <laughs> <laughs> well over you
1: know
10: thirty, forty thousand dollars per
1: gram. <laughs> gram man. But that, that required the cops dream. to uh, pull me out of the car, to set me on the side of the freeway in handcuffs, and watch as they went through all my stuff with the dog. And you know, going through everything to find what turned out to be a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of marijuana. This cost me twelve hundred dollars and eight hours of my life, and you know, all the headache and hassle of getting bail. You know what I learned getting busted though? This is an important lesson. Important life lesson. Memorize somebody's phone number. (laughs) I'm in jail, and they're like, you can make your you can make a call. And I go up to the phone, I'm like, I don't know anybody's number I got a cell phone right? it's on the I know my speed now can I push one will that work no that's, that's not going to work uh, I know people, when they go to festivals, they will, with magic marker, write their lawyer's number on their arm <laughs> when they go to a festival. So. Smart, smart. Very, very smart. Well, folks, we are closing up on the top of the hour, five minutes away
10: to 7 o'clock. Uh, the polls close at 7 or 7.30? 7.30, 730. 730. Except 7.30. Except in Hamilton, they're closing at 9. Hamilton, they'll close Hamilton, at 9. Hamilton, get out and keep voting. Keep voting in Hamilton. That's the polls right. Are open and we had
1: reports, too, of people being uh, given provisional ballots, saying, oh, you're not really registered, you get this... Maybe it'll count ballot. Yeah. Uh, don't stand for that don't. either. Fight, fight for your rights to be counted in real time. Very important fight get, for your right that we get this passed. And this is this is another battlefield. And, and and using that war metaphor, you know, for the people there that are people out there that are saying to vote against that to me is kind of like hearing the lieutenant in the war saying "Charlie Company needs to die. We need to sacrifice Charlie Company because of a greater, you know, battle in the war." Yeah. I could be convinced of that if you could show me something worth sacrificing Charlie Company for, sure. but I don't see that. I see 18,000 tickets and arrests happening next year If this yeah. doesn't pass True. I see sick kids with epilepsy dying If this doesn't pass I can't imagine not voting for it
10: Yeah, Listen, we, we, we have to get past The the need for uh, utopia The need for the perfect legislation In any state, not just Ohio Any advancement forward Will bring change Any advancement forward We have a chance right now to do it if you haven't voted yet, get out there in Ohio Please cast your vote No on two, yes on three.
1: No on two, yes on three. It's simple. Just count the letters. How many letters in no? Two. Two. How many letters in yes? Three. Three. No on two, yes on three. Even a stoner can handle it. Trust me. (laughs)
10: Even a stoner can handle
1: it. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. This is our live marijuana election night 2015 coverage from Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to take a break, get around the top of the hour, see if we can see any... Results coming in or polls or any more news to bring to you. Garrett, thanks for joining us here. Thank you, Russ. Appreciate it very much. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And by the way, the Russ Belville Show is available on CannabisRadio.com Monday through Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and TuneIn. I'm Radical Russ everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube. Just look for Radical Russ. You'll find me. We're back with more coverage from Ohio right after this.
9: This is the Russ Bellville Show. The Russ Bellville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at radicalrust.com. You take a seed,
6: you plant it, you grow
9: it, you
6: giant, it, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you giant, it, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes
0: down smooth i <laughs>
1: With the official state song of Ohio, that's "Beautiful Ohio." You guys have the mellowest state song. This this be really good with an indica, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm Radical Russ Belvo with CannabisRadio.com. You're listening to Marijuana Election Night 2015. Glad to have you here. We are live at the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. It was a beautiful day today for people that were going out to vote yes on three and no on two. Sunny, beautiful, about 65, no excuses not to get out and vote. And the uh, initial reports that I heard were lots and lots of young people uh, at the polls looking for their chance to legalize the adult use of marijuana here in the state. Issue three would, like all the other states that have legalized marijuana, is going to uh, legalize the possession of an ounce of marijuana, and that'll be just in public. You can uh, have an ounce of marijuana, but also would legalize an ounce of concentrates, and that's a lot. Something that people in some of these people in Ohio don't know is that concentrates are treated different in Ohio than marijuana is treated. Usable flour, you can have up to a hundred grams. And that's a lot. That's three and a half ounces of weed, and you're just going to get a minor misdemeanor ticket. Now, the problem is the minor misdemeanor stays on your record. Your driver's license can get suspended. That stays on your record, so it sucks. It's not just a ticket. You know, you get a speeding ticket. That's not going to stop you from getting a job when they look that up. When they see drug suspension on your license, that's going to stop you from getting a job. So it's no, you know, little thing. But hundred grams and not doing prison time, jail time, that's that's not bad. But what people don't understand is that decrim does not apply to concentrates. It does not apply to extracts or concentrates. So everybody's talking about dabs and shatter and wax and butter and hash and all of these these concentrated forms of cannabis. One gram, one gram of liquid form gets you a misdemeanor. Five grams of solid form gets you a misdemeanor. Five grams of shatter will get you a misdemeanor. One gram of oil will get you a misdemeanor. And twice that amount. If you have two grams of liquid concentrate, ten grams of solid concentrate, it's a felony in this state. You can get a year in prison for it. Issue three is going to legalize an ounce of that. You'll be able to have 28 grams of shatter or oil. And it'll be perfectly legal. So that's one aspect I think a lot of people haven't paid attention to. Another aspect is the home growing, which is equal to what my home state of Oregon allows. Four plants, eight ounces. Now, I get people to say, four plants? You can't do anything with four plants. That's not enough. And I agree. You should be able to have more plants. But I'll take four over zero. I'll take four over zero any day. And the other thing about this is people get into these paranoid conspiracy theory thinking of, well, if you have to get a license, they're going to inspect your home and there'll be armed agents of the state checking everything. It's like, okay. Let's play worst-case scenario and suppose that's true. Is it any more onerous than having you know building inspectors come in to check out your kitchen remodel? Right? I mean, if, if you're not intending on breaking the law, it's not that big a deal. But I don't even think it's going to come to that. The expense it would take <laughs> to have to do something like that is not worth the hassle they would go through to do this. Anybody that tells you that it's going to be worse when legalization happens has never lived in a state where there's legalization. The very first thing that happens when you legalize marijuana is marijuana is no longer contraband. Now, that sounds obvious, right? It's legal. It's not contraband. But what that means is it completely changes the interaction with the police officer. The smell of marijuana and the sight of marijuana are no longer probable causes for him to investigate any further. Now, that doesn't mean that a cop won't be a jerk and violate your rights, you know that doesn't stop that but you at least have something to go on now when you want to press that charge against that cop for messing with you in the states of alaska oregon washington and colorado drug dogs that sniff marijuana are retired now they can't untrain them from sniffing marijuana and a dog doesn't alert differently for coke or meth or marijuana so those drug dogs are retired now no more of the uh, warrant on a leash where the cop gets the dog to alert for fake marijuana that's not actually there. Sometimes people get upset at these legalizations when they don't go far enough. Well, they can still fire me. They can still fire me for a pee test. That's true. And that's something that needs to change. But is that easier to change when you're talking about protecting a criminal's right to work or when you're talking about protecting a citizen's right to work? When marijuana is legal, you force them into this dilemma of trying to explain why Bob the drunk gets to get wasted on the weekend and come in hungover and he doesn't get fired. But you, the pot smoker coming in completely sober after smoking a joint last weekend could get fired. That's going to force. Now, there's so much that still will need to be done. There's going to be court cases to have to figure out where these rules apply. How should they apply? And legalization isn't a fixed proposal. It's not a final destination. What we do tonight in legalizing under Issue 3 is merely the beginning of the work that needs to be done. Now, I live in Oregon, which I think has the best legalization on the planet, but there's still lots of work that needs to be done in Oregon. You're never going to stop reforming these laws, but you got to get every win you can as you're trying to reform these laws. The uh, passage of Issue 3 is paramount, and again, it can't be overestimated how significant passing legalization in Ohio will be to the national dialogue on marijuana legalization overall. If Ohio can pass legalization, anybody can pass legalization. And the inevitability of marijuana legalization, which is one of the strongest talking points we've got right now, the feeling that everybody's for this and it's inevitable that talking point gets so much stronger after Ohio has passed issue 3 because we can say even in a somewhat conservative purple swing state that's not really known for being the hotbed of pot, if they can pass it, this can pass in any state. And as we move into California, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Maine, and and, uh, Massachusetts, possibly voting on marijuana legalization, that will be an enormous talking point for us to have. On the flip side, Suppose Issue 3 fails. If Issue 3 fails and we're moving into the 2016 election, every presidential talking point going into the uh, debates in Columbus and the, or the convention in Columbus is going to be about how America has turned its back on legalization. How um, how legalization's just for the West, just for the liberal left coasters. It's not really for the heartland. The people in the middle of America have rejected legalization. They won't talk about monopolies. Or grow cartels they'll just say americans rejected legalization the pendulum has swung this is very very dangerous and especially as so many of the groups that have either opposed or been very uh, lukewarm on issue three our opponents will be able to say oh you said it was about arrests you said it was about civil rights you said it was about ending mass incarceration But when it came right down to it, you abandoned all of those things because you didn't like the business model. It really wasn't that big a deal, was it? Because if it's not the right business model, you can't approve of it. That's a very dangerous slope to have to stand on when it comes to making these arguments in the future. And I find it's going to be kind of difficult if this thing is to lose, uh, how we're going to spin that. So it's going to be very difficult, I think. All right, we're going to take a little break here because Skype keeps calling me. And uh, when we come back, we'll have more from the Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio for Marijuana Election Night 2015. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. You can find me online everywhere at Radical Russ.
9: Show the voice of the marijuana nation.
1: Imagine life without taxes. Let New Era Certified Public Accountants, NewEraCPAs.com, handle your cannabis 280e and tax strategy. Get your business prepared with New Era CPAs Cannabis Finance Bootcamp neweracpas.com. With years of experience in the industry, we are one of the nation's leading accounting firms for growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies from Washington to California. New Day-day tokers and tokettes and non-toking lovers of liberty, this is Radical Russ Belville, and I'm here to tell you that I'm moving to CannabisRadio.com. It's been an amazing three years on 420 Radio, and I want to thank you for all your support. My show on 420 Radio will continue for now, but eventually you'll only be able to hear me live and get my podcasts through CannabisRadio.com. Make sure you follow at CannaRadio and at Russ on Twitter for all the latest updates. I'll talk to you soon on CannabisRadio.com. And until next time, take care of each other, Tokers.
4: The smoke is rising and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Buzz is the internet platform
1: that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. Buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. Buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. Buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names, such as .com, .net, and .org. Get your name now at Get.Buzz. ladies and gentlemen, is the official state rock song of Ohio. Congratulations on having an official state rock song. (laughs) That's pretty badass. I love it. Welcome. We are here at the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com and the Russ Belleville Show. We are bringing you live coverage of the election night 2015 here in the state of Ohio where they're voting on issue three and issue two because... If it's going to be marijuana legalization, they got to throw some roadblocks at us. And so I hope people out there listening are paying attention to some of the shenanigans that have been pulled here in the state of Ohio. In a lot of the states that have initiatives, there's a power for the citizens to put out an initiative where, you know, they go out old fashioned, gather signatures, put something on the ballot, and vote on it. But there's also the power in most of these states for legislative referrals where they can, you know, the legislature can come up with something, put it on the ballot, and get everyone to vote or not vote on it. So that's what's happened here in the state of Ohio with Issue 2. Issue 3 is the Responsible Ohio uh, marijuana legalization proposal, and at first, nobody thought it was going to make the ballot, wouldn't get enough signatures, yada, 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 but as it proved it was professional and was going to get the signatures and make the ballot, the Ohio legislature reacted by pressing forth with this Issue 2. Issue 2 specifically invalidates Issue 3. It's got five points to it, and its fourth point says that anything on this ballot that would legalize marijuana is invalidated. So we have a situation where we might have a majority that votes for marijuana legalization and have a majority that votes that the legalization they just passed can't go into effect. And and that's just amazing to me that you know, one of the things I was reading, Kevin Drum was reading about how or writing about how uh, egregious this initiative was and how it, you know, if it wasn't weed legalization, everybody would have been a, had been appalled by the tactics used to get it on the ballot. I say the tactics being used by the state of Ohio to try to fight this thing are far, far more egregious and injurious to our democracy itself. Folks, it's not every day that you get or It's not every state that has the uh, ability to pass citizen initiatives. And so to give up any of that power in any way, any sliver of that power to the state, is a huge mistake, regardless of what you think about marijuana legalization. Don't mess up the ability to pass initiatives. I mean, it's being sold as this idea of the Constitution shouldn't be used for anyone's private gain, and there, there may be a legitimate argument to that. However... It's not like constitutional amendments can just be put on the ballot and automatically pass. You have to get the signatures of average voters. You have to get the votes from a majority of the people. There might be circumstances where the majority thinks that running things in a structured oligopoly is a good thing. Why take away from the ability, the ability of voters to make those kinds of decisions? To support this is to say that Voters are inept, voters are ignorant, and voters will just do whatever the money tells them to do. And I don't believe that's true. I believe voters are smarter than that, and voters can make the right decisions. You know, legalizing in Ohio is not the same argument as legalizing in Oregon, or California, or any other state that's really known for liberal marijuana policies in the West or the Northeast. We're talking about a very conservative, rust-belt state that since decrim in, what, 73 or whatever year it was, 75 maybe. 75? I don't remember what year it was. I was young. But since then has not done anything with respect to marijuana reform. We're talking about a legislature that can't even be moved by the little kids with epilepsy. The little kids with epilepsy that moved the legislators in Utah. (laughs) Freaking Utah, Iowa, Wisconsin, Missouri all of the South, not places known for their love of weed. These people passed CBD oil legislation, but Ohio's legislature couldn't be bothered to help these sick kids. It's just, it's a different sort of world you're working in here. We're also dealing with a state that has some very entrenched political players and all sorts of political skullduggery afoot, to be honest. So we've got people that are purposefully putting every roadblock they can in the way of the citizens of Ohio, of Ohio trying to legalize marijuana. And to me, there's no good reason that anyone has told me so far that uh, justifies having another 18,000 tickets and arrests next year. On Normal's website, they show how many tickets and arrests you get here in the state of Ohio and for the past five, six, seven years, it's 18,000 every year. That's 18,000 people. Now, they're not all arrests. A lot of them are tickets, for sure. But for some people, a $150 ticket is a big ticket. And those tickets can lead to fines that don't get paid, and fines that don't get paid lead to bench warrants, and bench warrants lead to arrests, and arrests lead to convictions, and convictions lead to you not being able to get a job or a scholarship or housing in certain circumstances. These are real people's lives that are at stake when we talk about legalizing marijuana. Now, one of the arguments I hear is the bird in the hand, two in the bush theory, right? That, oh, there's better legalization coming. There's people putting it together for 2016. There's better legalization coming. And I just have two questions. Show me the money. Show me the signatures. If you can show me that you've got the money and signatures to pass something better, then that changes the discussion. But to give up the opportunity to end my own criminality and the criminality of hundreds of thousands of Ohioans on a promise, on a wish, on a dream, is certainly not worth it. You've got to take every opportunity you can, and the polls are still open, Ohioans, for the next 12 minutes. If you haven't made your way to vote, you can still do it. And I know in most elections, if you're in line, by the time the polls close, they have to let you vote if you're still in line. So don't think you're not going to make it. If you can get into that line before 7.30, you can vote on this. It's very important. We'll start to see some of the results coming in here in probably about 10, 12, 15 minutes. We'll be here live with you as we see how issue two and issue three go down. Now, what happens with these if they both pass? That's an interesting question. Issue three is marijuana legalization. Issue two says issue three can't be. So what if they both pass? There are some theories that say whoever gets the most votes wins. So if issue two gets the most votes, no legalization, even if issue three passed. But if issue three gets more votes than issue two, the theory goes, he who gets the most votes wins and legalization takes effect. But there's a counter theory that says, aha, legislative initiatives like issue two go into effect immediately. Citizen initiatives don't go into effect for 30 days. So if both of them win, even if Issue 2 gets less vote, it would still go into effect first, and then the vote for the Issue 3 couldn't take effect. Well, these are all theories. And whenever you have legal theories, that means you have court cases, and that means this will be tied up in the Ohio Supreme Court for quite a while if both of these things pass. Now, either way, if they both pass, i tell the rest of the world that Ohio legalized weed. Now, whether it happens, whether the courts agree with that or not, we still get the the PR, we still get the, the, uh, the talking point going into 2016 that the majority supported it, and only because the legislature messed with it did it not go into effect. If Issue 3 passes and Issue 2 doesn't pass, then we're great. <laughs> Marijuana is legal. Let's go. There's also a possibility Issue 3 could fail and Issue 2 could pass. In that case, we've got no legalization and the next shot at trying to pass even medical marijuana gets more difficult. And if both fail, both issue two and issue three fail, then we're no worse off than where we were when we started this whole journey. Whatever happens, we'll be here at CannabisRadio.com on our live coverage on the Russ Belville Show's Marijuana Election Night 2015 live from the Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio. Stick around. We're going to take a break get ourselves caught up on whatever election results we can find nine minutes away until the polls close we'll start seeing some returns soon follow me radical russ everywhere r-a-d-i-c-a-l russ we're back after this
9: The Russ Bellville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. The
1: Russ Bellville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News, the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest-growing business association in the fastest-growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years, and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel 1 on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details.
10: Doc Rob, the concierge for better living.
5: Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently.
7: Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina Candid I want to give you the inside story Captivating I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly
5: talented friends If you want to win people over, you can't just drone on like Ben Stein. You've got to have a little more showmanship. Here, watch.
8: Now, everybody gather round and listen, if you would. When I tell you every person needs a way of feeling good, every kitty needs a ball of string and every dog a stick.
10: But all you need is a bag of weed to really get a kick. One, two,
2: three, four, five, six, seven, eight. A bag of weed, a bag of weed, oh, everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only help that you'll ever need, because everything is better
8: with a bag of weed. There you go, you're all getting it now. When Texas people want to feel good? They go assault a queer When stupid people need a thrill They rent the Rocketeer
2: When Michael Jackson needs a rush He humps a guy like me right. But all we need is a bag
5: of weed To keep us worry-free One, two, three, Oh, A bag of weed, a bag of weed Oh, everything is better with a bag of weed Oh, you don't need nothing, you don't need speed Because everything
8: is better with a bag of weed Have a go, Brian!
9: As
5: Mr. H. L. Mencken said, the common man's a fool. And just like Helen Keller said, do give people boo. But try and use your heads and don't buy into all the fear.
2: Because all we need is a bag of weed to make us want to cheer. And one, two, a bag of weed, a bag of weed. Oh, everything is better with a bag of weed. You can try and fight, but we're all agreed. Because everything is better with a bag of weed.
0: <laughs>
4: for better living
5: cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being take a real raw inside look at healthier living
4: while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life.
5: Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be You could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better.
4: The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob, Only on CannabisRadio.com.
2: Your like a slug to your chest. Got a vest for your Jimmy, in the city of sex. We in that sunshine state, what a bomb ass hit The state where you never find a dance floor empty and Pimp Speed on a mission for them greens. Lean mean money making machines. Watch me diamond shining, looking like a Rob Liberace. It's all good, from Diego to the Bay. Your city is the bomb if your city making pay. Mm. Roll up a finger if you feel the same way. Straight foot in the for California, yeah. California, California, California.
1: Pac Dr. Dre, that's some California love. Welcome back. We are here at Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio, with our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. It is 7.31 Eastern time, so the polls are beginning to close in the state of Ohio. We'll be giving you the election results as they become available on Ohio Issue 2 and ohio issue three issue two would invalidate issue three so we're looking for a win on issue three and a loss on issue two it's very complex and uh you know i want to thank the people of ohio uh who've been so supportive of me during this uh election campaign Uh, i've been one of the few national commentators who's been very vocally in support of issue three while others have been trashing it and uh I'm just consistent that way. I always vote for legalization. I always figure, what's the cop going to do? Is the cop going to vote for it? If the cop's against it, I'm for it. <laughs> uh, that's because my enemy isn't rich people. My enemy is the cops. My enemy uh, is the people that want to take my liberty from me. And so that's why it's so important to me that we pass these legalization initiatives when we get the chance to do so. Uh, to to wish for the perfect legalization uh, to me is foolish when you have the chance to pass a really good legalization. That's that's something that's been you know vexing to me is the people that are against this who you know are against it because of whatever they think the gross situation is can't see the forest for the trees, that everything else we're talking about in this legalization measure uh, is very good legalization. Uh, especially, to me, the medical marijuana provisions that we have here uh, with respect to the uh, ability of patients to be able to medicate at the job site. So long as they don't become impaired, they can medicate at the job site. And that's, not, that's something that we don't have in Oregon. That's something we don't have uh, in any of the legal states. Every state, even with medical marijuana, California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and Michigan have all taken cases to their Supreme Courts where medical marijuana patients have been busted for the metabolites in their pee. They're not even using it at work. They're not even talking about active THC, but we're talking about people that just have the residuals in their system, and they lose their jobs. They lose their jobs even though they're medical patients in their state. It's so bad that in Colorado, Colorado has this specific law called the Lawful Off-Duties Activities Statute. Lawful Off-Duty Activities. And what it means is you can't be discriminated against at work for doing something off-duty that's legal. Right, and this could be you belong to the Elks Club, or you belong to you know the Masons, or or you advocate for whatever. You can't be discriminated against in Colorado for doing something that's legal off the clock. So this medical marijuana patient, his name is Brandon Coates, and he's a paraplegic. He's in a wheelchair, right? He, he he's working at Dish Network doing telephone, you know, customer service. Which you know, guy in a wheelchair, perfect job, right? telephone customer service. He gets popped for the drug test. It turns up positive for the metabolites. Dish Network fires him. He sues and says, look, I'm doing something legal off-duty. Medical marijuana is legal in Colorado. I'm doing it off-duty. You can't fire me. And what happened was the Colorado Supreme Court said, well, it's illegal federally. So you weren't doing something that was legal off-duty. It's illegal federally, which is a real stretch to think that a Colorado Supreme Court Evaluating a Colorado law would apply that to something outside of Colorado law. It's like, oh, now all of a sudden federal law makes a big deal. You're all states' rights when you want to be states' rightsy. But when it comes to protecting medical marijuana patients, that doesn't apply. So it's been very difficult uh, for medical marijuana patients throughout the country to maintain their workplace rights. And for a lot of these people, they're on disability. uh, They're on Social Security. And so if they're able to get a job, that helps us all as far as their support, as far as not having to, you know, say get on food stamps or something. And so to take that opportunity away from them for doing something that the people of their state have voted should be legal is just a travesty. And this initiative, this issue three in Ohio would legalize medical marijuana with a very broad list of conditions and the ability of patients to not only be medical marijuana patients and keep their job, but to medicate at the workplace. That's unheard of in any of the other medical marijuana states. Another thing that's unheard of recently is the ability of patients to be able to home grow. In every state that's passed medical marijuana since 2010, patients can't grow their own plants. And in a few of these states, New York, Minnesota, they can't even have plant. They can't buy flour from the dispensary. They have to buy edibles or tinctures or some sort of vaporizable product. They're only allowed non-smokable forms of marijuana. So the medical marijuana laws since 2010 have gotten worse and worse and worse. Ohio can break that logjam by creating a medical marijuana that's on par with almost any state as far as allowing patients to grow their own, as far as protecting them in the workplace, and in an interesting wrinkle with uh, Ohio's legalization, medical marijuana for the indigent is funded by taxes on the adult use side. So it's actually going to be better for these patients to be able to get medicine at a low cost, a wholesale cost, or even for free, thanks to the way this initiative is written. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. We're here at the Woodside... Uh, Woodside? Woodland. Woodland, thank you. Woodland Tavern. I I lost track of what I was doing. At the Woodland Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio, we're waiting for the results to come in. So far, 0% reporting on Cleveland Dispatch, uh, but this was last updated by them at 7.10 p.m. Uh, The polls here close at 7.30, so we're still waiting for some of these results to come in. Again, we're looking at Issue 2 and Issue 3. Issue 3 would legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio the 7th largest state in America and issue 2 would specifically invalidate issue 3 so it's a confusing vote we got to make sure we win one and not the other the news stations are covering it here in the bar as i look up on the uh, the big screens there we can see a couple of the stories being covered 10 tv Is on this as well. Want to thank all of the listeners that are tuning in on cannabisradio.com. I'm Radical Russ Belville, host of the Russ Belville Show. We're heard exclusively here on cannabisradio.com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every weekday. We're interviewing the movers and shakers, the leaders, the activists, the researchers, scientists and more. If it has to do with marijuana law reform, you will hear it on CannabisRadio.com and the Russ Belville Show. We've also got other great shows, including medical shows, uh, shows from nurses and doctors. We have shows from enthusiasts. We have comedy shows. All sorts of stuff at CannabisRadio.com, and it's all free. I'm going to take a short break, and when we come back, we hope to have some of the first results here in the state of Ohio for Marijuana Legalization Night, Marijuana Election Night 2015. On CannabisRadio.com.
5: with no cocaine. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California,
4: 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with Cannabis
5: Nurse Heather.
8: This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world.
6: I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead.
8: And that quote helped to give you strength.
1: Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning,
5: Cannabis Nurse Heather.
1: CannabisRadio.com's live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015, and uh, that was music from Barrington Levy with Collie Weed. We've got great stuff on CannabisRadio.com. Make sure you check us out. We'll have even more developments as the uh, network develops. We've got some big names that are signing on to Cannabis Radio. I can't tell you who they are. Because it's not official yet. Well, it's official, but it's not released yet. But just trust me, big names on CannabisRadio.com. And joining us on CannabisRadio.com as well, we've got Dr. Mitch Earlywine. He's the, uh, he is the uh, board of directors. He's the chairman of the board of Normal, the National Organization for the Re- Reform of Marijuana Laws, as well as a well-respected author and researcher on marijuana and its effects. So you'll get the expert opinion from Dr. Mitch on burning issues on cannabisradio.com. We've also got Hemp Present with Vivian McPeak. He is the executive director of Seattle Hemp Fest and a good friend of mine. You can check out all about the hemp and marijuana reform movements on Hemp Present on cannabisradio.com. We've got a grow show with Kyle Cushman. If you know master veganic grower Kyle Cushman, he's got a show on cannabisradio.com. Nurse Heather has a medical show as well, and there'll be just many, many more shows coming. We're also heard on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iTunes. Just look for Cannabis Radio. There's a lot of them out there. Make sure it's just Cannabis Radio. No other words. Just Cannabis Radio, and you'll find us. Uh, it is 7:45 uh, Eastern Time. We are at the uh, Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio, looking at the latest page from uh, Cleveland.com, ClevelandDispatch.com. Uh, uh, The polls here have been updated as of 738, but they're still showing zeros on any of the results. So we've got no results to report yet, even though the polls are just now beginning to close. I'm checking a number of uh, websites, a number of the news websites out here to see what we've got on Ohio Issue 2 and Ohio Issue 3. Issue 3, of course, is for the legalization of marijuana. Issue 2 would invalidate that legalization of marijuana. So... Very confusing vote that's going on here. There are also a uh, couple of cities in Michigan that are voting on their own citywide marijuana legalization, which is kind of a symbolic thing. It won't stop the cops from being able to to bust people, but uh, at least uh, there would be some measure of the public mentioning that there shouldn't be punishment for the adult personal use of marijuana in the United States. Uh, We will be here as long as it takes to get you the results on the Ohio Marijuana Election Night uh, 2015. We're on CannabisRadio.com. want to thank all the new listeners who've joined us and remind you that my show, the Russ Belville Show, is available on CannabisRadio.com every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific Time. It is live, recorded live, and we've got a call-in number as well. So... Uh, when you're listening to the show, you find something that interests you, you can uh, talk to us, call in live, and uh, we'll see what we can find here as we're looking at the rest of the ballot initiatives. None of the websites that I've looked up so far have uh, given us any information on what's happened. It's still early. The polls have just closed uh, about 17 minutes ago, so we may be a while. Uh, if you just joined us, Hamilton County. Uh, reported some voting irregularities as far as the ballots being available and people being able to exercise their right to vote. Uh, there's been an injunction filed. Hamilton County, uh, home of Cincinnati, uh, will be voting until 9 p.m. So if you had problems voting, if you're in Hamilton County, uh, you can still make it out to the polls by 9 p.m. And remember, if you're, if you're in line, you get the right to vote. They're not going to uh, uh, stop you if you don't make it in by 9. You have to just be in line by 9 o'clock. So make sure you do that if you're in Hamilton County. We're going to need every vote we can get. When Ohio legalizes marijuana, it's going to completely change the conversation regarding marijuana legalization in the United States. The 2016 presidential candidates will not be able to avoid the topic as no Republican can win the presidency without winning the state of Ohio. And they're having their uh, convention here. So it's going to put marijuana front and center in the political debates as we move forward and as we look at possibly six other states voting on marijuana legalization come 2016. I'm Radical Rust with CannabisRadio.com. We'll stay here and bring you the results as they come in. In the meantime, enjoy some marijuana-flavored music here at the Woodlands Tavern beautiful Columbus, Ohio.
4: And find ourselves in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com.
3: That joint, my friend, pass it over to me. Don't hold guard that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Roll another one. Just like the other one You've been hanging on to it And I sure would like a hit Don't guard that joint, my friend Pass it over to me Guard that joint, my friend, pass it over to me Just like the other one That one's just about burned to the end So come on and be a real friend Don't bogart that joint, my friend Well, it over to me Don't fold guard that joint, my friend, pass it over to me. Everybody sing along this time. Don't hold guard that joint, my friend, pass it over to me. Don't hold guard that joint. My friend, pass it over to me.
4: Oh,
1: yeah. I've got a joint, allegedly, if you can tell me who did that song. Nobody. The Fraternity of Man was the name of the group that did that song. Don't Bogart that joint, which... That song is as old as I am. <laughs> 1968 uh, was the year. Don't Bogart that joint. And it's, it's quite amazing that we're sitting here at the uh, Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio for our Marijuana Election Night 2015 coverage. Uh, polls, latest update we've got uh, came in from 7.38 p.m., so no results yet. We're still waiting on the uh, first uh, polls to come in here. Zero percent reporting so far. Uh, The TV stations are covering it up here in the bar, so we're taking a look at their screens as well. As soon as we know, we will have information for you right here on CannabisRadio.com. All sorts of activists passing out stickers and people just gathered waiting for the news. We can't wait to find out what happens here in the state of Ohio. This is... uh, very special time for me to be here. Uh, I've covered marijuana legalization in every state since 2010 that has proposed it. I was in uh, Oaksterdam in 2010 uh, for Prop 19. I was in Seattle in 2012 for Initiative 502. I was in Portland, Oregon in 2014 for our Measure 91. And now here in Columbus, Ohio for Issue 3, and it's a real honor to be here. Big thanks to everybody who had a hand in bringing me out here because I didn't think I'd be able to make it to Columbus. Uh, my first time here, I got a picture at the stadium. I, I decided that was important. Uh, I'm a big college football fan, so I had to see what I'm, I'm from Boise, so I had to see what a real stadium looked like. <laughs> like, oh my god, that place is huge. Uh, we are sure hoping that we get marijuana legalization passed here in the state of Ohio and uh, we will bring you the results just as soon as we know more. But For me, this is a very uh, personal thing. Uh, I don't really care much who's making money on marijuana. Uh, All the time I was ever buying weed illegally, allegedly, uh, I was buying it from a guy. You know, that's the thing in marijuana. You had to have a guy. And that's the monopoly we've been dealing with as cannabis consumers for years, is the guy. And the fact that prohibition prevents us from comparison shopping. And finding a better guy or a better deal. And it leads to a situation where the guy can rip you off or short your bag or have a non-standard product. Or as I like to say, I'm originally from the state of Idaho where there was two strains. Got some and don't. Right? That's your choice, right? You want some weed? Here's some weed. That's your choice. You take it or you leave it. And seedy and stemmy and, you know, all the problems... Having to meet people in a parking lot, somebody you don't know, waiting, you know, where is this guy? You said he'd be here 15 minutes ago, an hour ago, right? (laughs) In 15 minutes, right? The longest time it ever takes. And so so to me, this is uh, quite a simple question. You're asking me, should we vote to legalize having an ounce on me at any time, being able to grow four plants and have a half pound at my house, and having up to over a 1,000 pot shops to go shop out? I can't think of a good reason why not to have that from my perspective as someone who's a cannabis consumer. Now, I understand the perspective of the people who want to be grow millionaires. People that are currently growing weed and selling weed and they like that profit, they like that lifestyle, and they're thinking, I want to get on this as a legal thing. But you've got to understand that these grow sites, these 10 constitutionally mandated plots, total over 13 million square feet It's going to take a lot of people to tend those grows. So there's going to be jobs everywhere from the bottom like trimmers all the way up to master growers who are in charge of these multi 10,000 square foot, 100,000 square foot plots. And these are going to be incredible career opportunities. So, yeah, you might not get to be Bill Gates. You might not get to be the guy who founds Microsoft and becomes a billionaire, but you can be one of the first top guys in Microsoft. You can be a Steve Ballmer. You can you know you can be one of those top executives you've never heard of who are multi millionaires by now. Even though you never heard of them, because they got in on the ground floor. Well you're not gonna get in on any ground floor if marijuana is not legalized. Now I know there's also the argument that something better's coming along. Something better's come along. There'll be something in twenty sixteen, really? Because if there's going to be something in 2016, it needs to start happening now. There needs to be some money in the bank, and there needs to be some signatures ready to go. We need to start on that pretty quick if 2016 is going to happen. And if there were a viable 2016 alternative, it would completely change the conversation. But I don't see a group or an organization that has the power to pull something like that off. I had someone on Twitter today that was saying, oh, but there's, there's a group that's going to do medical. They're going to do medical. like, great, so we should turn up the opportunity to protect 100% of cannabis consumers and then accept protecting only 10% of them? Why move backwards? (laughs) And and that's another thing that a lot of people aren't considering is that if a marijuana legalization initiative fails in a conservative state, what's the chance that the next time around gets more liberal, (laughs) right? What's the chance the next one gets even better? I, I don't know that it will. If we've seen from the trajectory of medical marijuana laws, they've gotten more and more restrictive as time has gone on. California started with anybody can have medical marijuana uh, for any condition that a doctor says. But then as it moved to Oregon and Washington and these other states, we started getting conditionless and limits on numbers of plants and limits on possession. And as it moved further eastward, we got limits on home grow or no home grow at all. And then it got even more restrictive as we saw states not even allowing for smokable plant matter. You have to get tinctures or vaporizers. So the trajectory so far has been that states get more and more conservative. So the next time around for Ohio, even if it's a medical marijuana amendment, may not be as advantageous as what you're going to get right now by voting on issue three. To go straight from illegal To having both medical and legal, that would be unique, folks. That would be unique. And I wouldn't pass that up at this point. All right, we're going to take a break and see if we can find some more results as the polls are closing here in the state of Ohio. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com, live at
4: Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. ...makers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. (laughs) AH <laughs>
1: from Cheech and Chong. Welcome back to uh, Cannabis Radio Coverage Live in Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we've got an update on our updates. There were voting irregularities in Hamilton County. That, of course, is the uh, county that has Cincinnati in it, and that's a pretty large area. And we just got word that the Secretary of State, John Houston, has... Uh, embargoed any results until 9 p.m. Eastern, an hour from now, uh, because if they release results from the rest of the state, it could affect the people voting in Hamilton County. So we're going to be here for another hour waiting for results to come in, but we'll stay with you live here at CannabisRadio.com to let you know when the results do come in. So in the meantime, we're going to do something fun here and play some bar trivia. Who likes bar trivia? I like bar trivia, and I also like marijuana. So, we're going to play a bar trivia game here, which is the Radical Russ Multiple Choice Drug Test. It's the only drug test you can smoke weed and still pass. So, I'm going to get some music on while I get this uh, uh, drug test ready. And the winner, if someone can win in this Radical Russ Drug Test, I will have a cash prize for you. To spend here and get drunker with. So, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment with the Radical Rust Multiple Choice Drug Test. You're listening to Marijuana Election Night 2015, live from Columbus, Ohio, on CannabisRadio.com. Yeah.
8: I try to fake it
7: Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around.
6: Concern about my happiness All I thought you're giving me is Conscience I guess If I was walking in your shoes I wouldn't worry now While you and your friends are worried about me I'm having lots of fun
3: Counting flowers on the wall
2: That's
1: not interesting. Welcome back to our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015 here from Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. Our election results won't be coming in until the top of the hour because of voting irregularities in Hamilton County, forcing the polls to remain open until 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So in the meantime, I've decided to institute the Radical Russ drug test. Who wants to win 20 bucks? Anybody want to win 20 bucks? All you got to do is play our trivia contest. If you want to win 20 bucks, come up and sit next to me right here. Who wants to win 20 bucks on Drug War Trivia? Who can do it? Who, come on up, whoever's first up here. 20 bucks on Drug War Trivia. Howdy, welcome, welcome. Grab that headphone and then we'll put this mic in your hand as soon as you're ready. Tell folks your name, sir. Uh, My name's John Roseborough. John, nice to have you here, and uh, here's our, our game board over on the right on the projector here, and it's kind of like Jeopardy, right? We've got six categories, news nugs, hemp history, prohibitionists, international, cannabis culture, and herbal health, but unlike Jeopardy, you're not picking by dollars, you're picking by weight, so questions range from swag, eighth, quarter, half, ounce, two ounces, and quarter pound and of course the heavier the question the harder the question your goal is to come up with an ounce without missing a question you have to hold that close to your mouth there Uh, so you could do that by answering one one ounce question or two half questions or four quarters or however you want to do it but you're trying to gather an ounce you don't have to worry about the two ounce and the quarter pound questions those are real stumpers so, if you can gather an ounce without missing, missing a question, you win 20 bucks. Does that make sense? Sure. All right, so you get to choose which category we're going to start with and which weight. Uh, we'll go cannabis culture for an ounce. Ooh, cannabis culture for an ounce. He's going to try to win it all in one fell swoop. Cannabis culture for an ounce. Let me get my mouse over there. Cannabis culture for an ounce. This man successfully sued the federal government to use marijuana for medical purposes, arguing that without it, he'd go blind from glaucoma. Name him. Don't know. Ah. Do not know. That would be Robert Randall. In 1978, he sued the federal government saying, I got glaucoma. If I don't smoke weed, I go blind. I have a medical necessity defense. Because of his lawsuit, it created something called the Compassionate Investigative New Drug Program, federal medical marijuana that has existed since 78 and to this day there are still two patients who are receiving eight ounces of marijuana a month from the federal government for their medical conditions amazing huh Yeah, that is. all right so do we have another competitor to try this you might get another shot if nobody else comes up but do we have another competitor who wants to give it a try come on up so the ounce questions can be kind of tough it might be easier to start off with uh, you know, smaller weights and try to build up. Let me put this down, because we got to get that question off. You already picked the ounce question, and unfortunately that one goes to the man. All right, uh, keep that close to your face. Tell folks your name.
3: Heather Fitzgerald.
1: Hi, Heather. Are you ready to play? I am. All right, so you see the categories up there, and you can pick any weight you want, and a hint is that the swags and the eights are really easy.
3: Cannabis culture for an
1: eighth. Cannabis culture for an eighth. When passing the duchy, does it go to the left-hand or the right-hand side? When passing the duchy, does it go to the left-hand or the right-hand side? Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. You pass the duchy on the left-hand side. Now, this is a question of generation because my generation would know this you might get another chance we gotta see if someone else wants to come up because you missed your question do we have another someone try to win 20 bucks here All we got somebody right here let me get rid of that question that was cannabis culture for an eighth we gotta give that to the man as well oops it's hard to do with one hand (laughs) All right, cannabis culture for an eighth goes to the man who's our new competitor your name sir Rocky Messerach. Rocky, nice to have you here. You see the categories? Pick a weight, and let's give it a shot.
11: I'll go with a quarter of
1: herbal health. A quarter of herbal health. Question. According to the U.S. federal government, which of the following is not a medicine? Cocaine, methamphetamine, or marijuana?
11: I'm going to go with C, marijuana.
1: That's right. Marijuana is Schedule 1 in the United States, which means it has no recognized medical value. Cocaine and meth are Schedule 2. Any doctor in the United States can actually legally prescribe you cocaine or methamphetamine in certain circumstances. One of those versions of methamphetamine is called Adderall. So, yes, you just won. Give a hand here. We got... Pull the, yeah, pull the Kind of that way. There you go. So we got a quarter in herbal health, and we're going to put that under. Tough here trying to get all these things running at once. But let's see if we can get that. All right, so you've you've, got a quarter now. You're trying to build up to an ounce, so pick another category. I'll go with an eighth of hemp history. All right, we're going to go. That might be my mic. Let's go with hemp history for an eighth. Which happened first? The discovery of THC... Or the presidency of Richard Nixon?
11: That would be the discovery of THC.
1: That is correct. THC was discovered in 1964. Nixon elected in 1968. So hemp history for an eighth. You now have... whoops. Try that again. You now have three-eighths of an ounce and can pick again.
11: Uh, I'll go with an eighth of herbal health.
1: An eighth of herbal health. Sounds good to me. Let's go. Oh, wait. No, the question. Uh, Eighth of herbal health. True or false? Over 90% of the patients registering for medical marijuana are only getting it for pain.
11: I'll go with false.
1: That's right. The drug warriors who tell you that fail to tell you that people can register for more than one condition. And, like, if you got cancer, do you suppose that hurts a little? (laughs) <laughs> you just got just AIDS. Do you suppose that hurts a little? Multiple sclerosis. So, yes, that is false, and that means herbal health, one-eighth. You're doing great here. You are a half ounce away from your ounce. I'll go with a half ounce of herbal health. Half ounce of herbal health. In which of these states can you not legally use cannabis for post-traumatic stress? California, Montana, Delaware, or New Mexico?
11: I am going to go with
1: C, Delaware. Montana. Oh, Montana. Delaware, uh, New Mexico, and uh, uh, Delaware explicitly listed, and California has any other illness. Now, you've built up a half, so if you get another chance back up here, we can keep building on that half, but we've got to give another person a chance to come on. If we give them a hand here for uh, answering those questions. These are tough ones. All right. Let's see here. Tell folks your name. Joel. All right. Joel. You get to choose a weight and a category.
3: Uh, <laughs> health, the the
11: far one.
1: Health. Herbal health, yeah. Oh wait, I got to turn that half into a the man. So an ounce or swag? An o- an ounce weight or swag weight? An ounce. Oh boy, going all, going for it all, going for it all in herbal health. Marijuana is able to get us high and treat certain conditions because we have an internal signaling system throughout our bodies and organs which is activated by marijuana's compounds. That internal system is called what? The endocrine system. Oh, so close. The endocannabinoid system, not the endocrine system, which is a different system, but good shot. Let's get another contestant. Who wants to build up an ounce here? Come on up.
12: Yes. What's up, man? I hear you're from Portland. I'm from Portland, Oregon, where it's probably raining. Do you like uh, American Dream Pizza? I don't think I've had American Dream Holy Pizza yet. shit, you need to go to I got to do that? Dream. All right, we'll do it. Best pizza ever.
1: Tell folks your name. Andre. Andre, welcome to the show. And you have the board in front of you. Choose your weight and your category.
12: Let's go with... Uh Prohibition swag.
1: Prohibitionist swag. True or false? Elvis Presley wanted to be true. a federal drug agent for President Nixon. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> well done. My boy. Yeah, Elvis Presley wrote a letter to Richard Nixon asking to be appointed a federal agent at large for the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. So, yes, you get prohibitionist for swag. That's worth an eighth, and the board is still yours. All right, international swag. International swag. True or false? Marijuana is illegal all over the world.
12: When was this question generated?
1: Uh, Today.
12: Mm, All over the world. False, false. Uruguay legalized it. That's
1: right. That is false. There are some countries where marijuana, while not specifically legal, is not banned or illegal. Uruguay legalized it. You know where is the most legal place for marijuana on planet Earth? North Korea no fucking Exactly. Way. There is no law on marijuana in North Korea. Are it you grows serious? wild. People just pick it and smoke it and chew it and there's no law against One it. One
12: reason to go to North Korea. The, the
1: only reason <laughs>
12: <laughs> to go to North Korea.
1: So, we've got you uh, for international swag. That, Cannabis culture swag. Let's just swag it up. You got to swag it out, day. baby. All right. So, can't Oops, that's not Indica, that's Sativa. That's yours. All right. Cannabis culture for swag. True or false? 420 comes from California Highway Patrol Code for a marijuana arrest in progress.
12: Ooh, that's actually a tough one. I'm going to say false.
1: It is false. 420 evolved from a group of students in San Rafael, California called the Waldos, who met after their extracurriculars, which was around 420. It got passed on to the Grateful Dead, uh, their community, and then 420 just became legendary. So there you go. So we've got another <laughs> Herbal <health> cannabis <laughs> culture for swag. Herbal health swag. True or false? Smoking too much marijuana can cause a fatal overdose. <laughs> that is false. You cannot get a fatal overdose from marijuana. So there's your swag there. And you are now up to a half ounce. Continue.
12: Hemp history swag. Hemp
1: history for swag. Which state's residents were the first to legally smoke marijuana? Colorado or Washington?
12: How much time do I have? Um, 15 doo, seconds. Doo, 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 doo. Uh, I'm going to go with Colorado.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, uh. it's Washington. Their legalization went into effect December 6, 2012. Colorado implemented theirs a few days later. But you do still have your ounce, so if we don't have anybody else that gets past you, you may still be a winner. Thanks for playing. Give them a big hand, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, so we so far have two competitors who've gotten up to a half ounce. Let us have our other half ounce competitor back up here to see if he can close it out. Was it Josh? Rocky. Rocky. Somebody else was Josh. Alright, so you are Mr. Indica and you still have the board. Hmm. I'll go with the ounce of herbal health. An ounce of herbal health. Oh, we did that one. Let me go back. That one went to the man. I forgot about that. Uh Oops, that's the man. The man, Russ. There we go. Okay, go ahead. Two ounces, fine. Two ounces of herbal health. Most medical marijuana states have a list of qualifying conditions in order to get a card that includes eight standard ailments. Name six conditions that qualify in a majority of the medical marijuana states.
11: Uh, Nausea. Pain. Cancer. Anxiety, PTSD, and Crohn's disease.
1: All right. No, I'm afraid oh. not. Uh, cancer, AIDS, cachexia, spasticity, seizures, nausea, pain, and glaucoma. No. We have to give that one to the man and give your competitor a chance to take the board. Is that Josh? Where's our other half ounce competitor? Oh, no, no, th- th- weren't you the one that was got a half ounce already? It's it's down to you two at this point. We're trying. We got to go between the two of you. You're uh, Team Sativa, so <laughs> you have
12: the board. Let's go for swag, baby. Which one? History. Hemp history swag.
1: Oh, oh, we did right, that one. Are, yeah, yep, okay, I gotta I gotta go fix far. that. The the host did not fix the board. Let's do that. That goes to the man. Thought I could get you. So you get news nugs for swag. Yeah, let's do it. All right, news nugs for swag. True or false, more than half of the U.S. population lives in a medical marijuana state. True. False, 47%. Oh, so but if Ohio passes, it will be true. (laughs) All right, Rocky, you got a chance to steal 20 bucks on the line here. One more chance for Rocky. You only need a half ounce, brother. Okay. um, Or two quarters or however you want to do it. I'll go with
11: um, a quarter of news nugs.
1: One quarter of news nugs. Which of these states has the highest recreational marijuana tax rate? Oregon, Colorado, or Washington?
11: Uh, I believe it's Washington.
1: That's right. Washington, 37% plus sales tax. Colorado is 10% plus 15% plus sales tax. And in Oregon... Tax-free until 2016. So you get your quarter for Team Indica in News Nugs, and you've got a quarter left to try to win. I'll go with the quarter of Hemp History. Quarter to win for Hemp History. Following the Schaefer Commission report of 1972, this state was the first to pass a statewide marijuana decrim initiative, California, New York, or Oregon.
11: I'll go with California. California.
1: Oh, it was Oregon in 1973. So sorry, our hemp history for a quarter goes to the man, and your competitor gets the chance to win. Still down by a half ounce. Come on, back up. Still
12: trying to get that half ounce. It's getting ridiculous. I
1: know you'll you'll get it.
12: All right, let's go for an eighth international.
1: An eighth in international. True or false? Marijuana is legal false. in the Netherlands. False. Correct. Cultivation and trafficking is still illegal, and technically sales and personal possession of less than five grams is illegal, but they tolerate it. They they, they they look the other way. So that is absolutely true. An eighth international goes to Sativa, and you have the award. Do a quarter international. A quarter in international. Which European nation decriminalized the personal possession of all drugs in 2000, Netherlands, Portugal, or Spain?
12: Uh, it's either Portugal or Spain. I'm going to go with Spain.
1: Oh, it was Portugal. Oh, so that quarter goes to the man and Team Indica. Rocky gets a chance to get that last quarter. Come on, Rocky. Get that quarter. Hmm.
11: I guess I'll go with a quarter of cannabis culture. A
1: quarter of cannabis culture. of teens know someone who sells drugs at school. What percentage of those teen drug dealers sell pot? 71%, 81%, or 91%?
11: I'll go with A, 71%.
1: It's C, 91% of high school drug dealers are selling pot compared to 6% for cigarettes and 1% for alcohol. We still have a game in progress, and let's get that cannabis culture for a quarter goes to the man.
12: You're let's go back. a half international.
1: A half in international. Which of these countries has the highest rate of annual pot smoking, United States, United Kingdom, New Zealand, or Australia?
12: Right, I'm going to go with the United States.
1: It is New Zealand, 14.6%.
12: Yeah, that's because you're, you're normalizing to like the small population that they have, right? Yeah, that's right. The
1: percentages, right, right. Yeah, not the, uh, not the overall. So that one goes to the man. Rocky's got a chance. Still looking for three-eighths. You can do it, Rocky.
11: We'll go with a half of hemp history.
1: A half of hemp history. Place these events in American history in the order in which they occurred. The first hemp plantation... The first state marijuana prohibition, the first federal marijuana prohibition, and the first medically recognized cannabis use in the U.S. pharmacopeia.
11: Hmm. I'll go with the first hemp plantation in America. Okay. And then the first medically recognized cannabis use. Uh, First state marijuana prohibition, then federal marijuana
1: prohibition absolutely correct the first hemp plantation in america 1611 medical cannabis tinctures in the pharmacopeia in 1840 massachusetts prohibited in 1911 federal prohibition in 1937 hemp history for a half goes to team indica whoops try that again (laughs) ross escape too many buttons goes to team indica oh where'd my mouse go there he is and that means, Team Indica, you have collected your ounce. You are the winner Yay. of the Radical Woo. Rust drug test. 20 bucks coming your way. How does that feel? Pretty good. Drink that money. All right, we're <laughs> going to take a break. Thanks for joining us here on our coverage of the Marijuana Election Night 2015. I'm Radical Rust with Cannabis Radio. They've delayed the reporting of the results until after 9 p.m. Eastern Time because of voting irregularities in Hamilton County. We'll stay here until we get. All of those things sorted out. So stay tuned. Coming up top of the hour, we'll have our first results.
4: Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis.